Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Have you received the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Did you know that this is one of the most profound experiences that Jesus left as an inheritance for all believers to receive? Did you know that Jesus was the baptizer in the Holy Spirit? Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and today I want to speak to you just for a moment about baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is the experience of being completely submerged in the supernatural. Did you know, beloved saints, that the Bible teaches us that it is Jesus who is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit? Man cannot baptize you in the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist said, there is another coming after me whose shoe latchet I'm not worthy to unloose, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want you to understand, beloved saints, what that essence is when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Bible says it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall see visions and your young men shall dream dreams. Now watch this part of the verse. Verse 18 of Acts chapter 2. And also in those days, will I pour out of my spirit upon my handmaidens and my servants, and they shall prophesy. I want you to know that last line of verse 18 of Acts chapter 2 was not in the original verse that, jo that, that Peter is uh, quoting on the day of Pentecost from the book of Joel. I want you to see Joel never had on that particular portion that Peter was quoting, and they shall prophesy. This is something Peter put in on the day of Pentecost so that we would understand the very essence of baptism in the spirit is to be submerged in the supernatural and to have the prophetic spirit of God to be submerged in the spirit of prophecy. Now, you may say that sounds a little strange, Dr. Corral. Let me give you scriptural background and also historical background to substantiate what I just said, because I believe every person watching this telecast today that is baptized in the spirit is baptized into the anointing of prophecy. Did you know that it is possible to prophesy without saying, thus saith the Lord? Let me explain it. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, the last line says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The question arises, why is John referring to the testimony of Jesus as the spirit of prophecy? Because, beloved, in the first century where John lived, in the synagogues where John attended, where all the disciples of Jesus attended every Shabbat, 
every Sabbath and where Jesus attended. That in the Aramaic language, when the Hebrew scriptures were interpreted in the Aramaic language in every synagogue service, in the Aramaic version of the Old Testament scriptures, the Holy Spirit is always referred to as the spirit of prophecy. Let me give you some examples so that you will know that the Spirit of God, when he comes upon you, is going to submerge you in the supernatural. This means that prophetic anointing is going to cause you to dream dreams. It's going to cause you to interpret dreams. It's going to cause you deep down in your spirit to be led by the Spirit of God. It is going to open up the realm of hearing God's voice, which is also an attribute of prophecy. It will also release to you spiritual and scriptural understanding of what the entire realm of the Spirit is like. Let me give you just a few quotations from the Hebrew scriptures translated into the Aramaic versions that the Disciples of Jesus heard every Shabbat and that heard every time they went to the synagogue when the Hebrew scriptures were translated into Aramaic. And I want you to know they were translated into Aramaic because this was the language of the people of the first century. Let me explain it. Genesis chapter 41 in verse 38, when Pharaoh looks upon Joseph and he's astounded at his wisdom. He says, can we find such a man in whom the Spirit of God is? This is Genesis 41, verse 38. The Aramaic Targum on this says, can we find such a one in whom the Spirit of prophecy is? Let's go to another one. We see in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, we read, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me. We take that phrase from the Aramaic Targum and we look at it carefully. It says, the spirit of prophecy from before the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me. Let me give you another one. The Bible tells us in Numbers chapter 11, verse 25, the Bible tells us that the Lord took of the spirit that was upon Moses and he gave it to the 70 elders and they prophesied and did not cease. We see this in the Aramaic Targum being translated in those very portions of scripture. The spirit of prophecy from before the Lord. God enlarged the spirit of prophecy upon Moses and it came down upon the 70 elders and they prophesied and did not cease. We can go through verse after verse throughout the Hebrew scriptures, looking at the Aramaic version of the Hebrew scriptures translated in the Aramaic Targums and we will see that the Spirit of God is reckoned and rendered as the Spirit of prophecy. This is why John used that terminology in the book of Revelation in the 19th chapter and in the 10th verse. 
Today, beloved, I want you to join us for our teaching. And when we come back, I am going to pray for the spirit, the anointing, the baptism of the spirit to come upon you. Because you see, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are submerged in the supernatural, but also baptized into the spirit of prophecy from before the Lord. Let's go now into the service live in your Belinda, and then I will be back to pray for you. He was afraid of him. We're seeing this repetition in the verse, in this passage, how David behaved himself wisely, not so that we know that he was a wise young man. The Bible isn't being redundant. There's no such thing as redundancy in the scripture. The text is emphasizing the prophetic agenda of the author to show us that David's deliverance from the hand of Saul on an ongoing basis was because of the sacral, the insight, the behavioral wisdom that God gave that he had as a result of following God and walking in his ways. Hello, somebody. I don't know about you, but I want that wisdom. This is why verse 30 tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 18 again. We have it four times. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 30, the last line says, So David behaved himself more wisely than all, than this, uh, than all so that the servants of Saul uh, saw that, that he did so, and his name was set. Thereby, This means that he received a reputation of great honor for his behavioral wisdom. Behavioral wisdom, not repaying evil for evil. Behavioral wisdom, when the wicked are before you to put a muzzle on our mouth. Behavioral wisdom, to put a guard on our tongue. Behavioral wisdom, that the meditation of our heart, of our mind, and the words of our mouth would be pleasing unto you, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Behavioral wisdom that the scripture tells us that David applied at all times, the self-restraint, crying out to God, but being able to walk in that behavioral wisdom. This is how the beasts are slain. Now, beloved, in closing today, I want to show you something concerning the book of Acts because we're moving into a time. I tell you, people of God, we are in a time that if we do not grab a hold of the anointing that is present now for prophecy, the, the anointing that is being poured out right now in the body of Christ is a prophetic spirit. God wants everyone to be able to operate in the attributes of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I want you to understand how that operates. I want you to see something very powerful. One of the ways we study scripture is through the use of what is called contextuality. That means we look at a chapter or we look at a passage and we interpret the verse based on context. But today, for a moment, I want to share with you intertextuality. Intertextuality 
is using another book or various books written by the author with either the same subject matter or the, the same author that is preparing a case that is consistent throughout their writings. Now, I want you to understand, Luke, who is the author of the book of Acts, does not really begin Acts in Acts. He actually begins the preface to the book of Acts in his gospel. He begins it in what is called the infancy narrative. Because in the infancy narrative, now that we understand the Aramaic context of the spirit of God as the spirit of prophecy in the context of the first century, it is very important to understand this culturally among the people and particularly among the masses of the people who lived in the first century. This was their, this was their theology. This was the pneumatology, if you will, of the people of the first century when they viewed the Holy Spirit. To see the Holy Spirit as the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of prophecy from before the Lord, or the prophetic spirit. So with that in mind, understanding these various targums that we have shared with you throughout these weeks, it is so important for us to understand Luke's presentation of the infancy narrative. Luke is going to go out of his way in the infancy narrative to bring six individuals to us that are operating in the spirit of prophecy. The first one is John the Baptist. He introduces John the Baptist through the angel Gabriel uh, to Zechariah and says that the Bible tells us in Luke, let us just look at it for a moment, Luke chapter 1. And if we look at verse 15 of Luke chapter 1, the Bible tells us um, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Uh, last line says, and he will be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. Now watch this in verse 17. And he shall go before him in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. Notice the spirit of prophecy is going to be on him. That's what that means. So instead of saying he's going to be a prophet, it says he's going to go before him in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. So now that we understand the contextual first century application, the Galilean, if you will, mindset of the Aramaic way of perceiving the Holy Spirit. We will see here that the scripture is showing us that the angel Gabriel, when he's speaking to Zechariah, and Zechariah being part of the first century, being part of the Jewish culture in the first century, is going to perceive that when he says he's going to go before him in the spirit and in the power of Elijah, meaning that the spirit of prophecy from before the Lord is going to be upon him. Do you see that? Let's look at the next one. The next one is Elizabeth. We're going to see, actually, um, the Elizabeth, well, let's look at Mary for a moment. She's the next one who has the spirit of prophecy upon her. And we see this in the Magnificat, and she is actually prophesying the good that God is going to do for the people of Israel. And she says, for he that is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. 
the word great things, great things used in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. Call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. We also see that her experience is going to be very similar to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Because the very words that are used in the baptism in the Holy Spirit are being used. The Bible says that the, the Bible says, let us look at that in verse 35. Let's go to it very quickly. The Bible says here in verse 35, the angel said to her, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And the holy thing that shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. Notice this phrase in the beginning. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. Where have we heard these words before? In the book of Acts, in the first chapter, in the eighth verse, the Bible says you will receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be witnesses unto me. So what the text is actually teaching us is that every believer is going to have an encounter with the Holy Ghost for the impossible. You see, because it was impossible. The whole context of Mary becoming pregnant without a man was impossible. And the Bible tells us that we are going to be filled with the power of the impossible. The word dunamis in Greek is the word that means to be able to do something you could not do. So when you're baptized in the spirit, you are baptized in the impossible. Can I get a witness? And we see Zechariah. Let's go really quick to uh, Luke chapter 1, looking at verse 67. Notice Zechariah is also filled with the spirit of prophecy. We see John the Baptist filled with the spirit of prophecy from his mother's womb. We see Mary as a type and shadow of the work of the spirit that is impossible with men, but possible with God. Now we are seeing in verse 67, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Ghost and he prophesied. Notice the prophecy is often Operating. He's setting a preface for the book of Acts. Notice one more we want to see. Let's go to Elizabeth, looking at verse 40. Verse 40 of Luke chapter 1. Let us go quickly to Luke uh, chapter 1, verse 40. And the Bible says, uh, the scripture says, and uh, verse 41, and it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And now watch this. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. She's now going to have insight. Nobody's going to tell her that Mary is pregnant, but she's going to know it by the Holy Ghost. You see, nobody's going to tell her that she's pregnant with the Messiah, but she's going to know it by the Holy Ghost. Do you see the work of the Spirit that Luke is laying out for us? The Spirit of prophecy through insight. The Spirit of prophecy that is coming on John the Baptist. The Spirit of prophecy that is operating through Elizabeth and Zechariah. Now watch this. Go to chapter 2 and look at verse 25. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. Look at this quickly, and then we're going to close. Luke chapter 2, verse 25, it says that there was a devout man living in Jerusalem. Verse 25, let's look at it. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Now notice with this theme, 
and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Notice everyone has an encounter with the Holy Ghost. Notice now that the Bible says in verse 26, and it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost. So here we see that also that Simeon is a prophet because it is revealed to him by the Holy Ghost what his destiny is going to be. Every believer that's baptized in the spirit is baptized into the spirit of prophecy. I hope you understand what we're speaking about today. The Bible says that he should not see death till he has seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And we know the rest. And we also see the sixth person is Anna. Anna, who was a woman who lived in the temple, a woman of great age who was a prophetess, who also prophesied to Jesus. So we are seeing the terms that he is going to use in Acts chapter 1 the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. We are seeing the language of being baptized in the Spirit and the effects of the Spirit. So Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been our greatest privilege that you have allowed us the blessing of coming into your home and sharing the Word of God with you. It is our prayer that as you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that you also receive the gift that he left as an inheritance to the entire church. Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm coming again unto you. The Bible tells us when he introduces the Holy Spirit, he introduces him as a person. And he says, he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever things he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he shall show you things to come. John chapter 14, excuse me, John chapter 16, verse 13. Beloved saints, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is available for you today to receive that power, to receive that anointing. And today you can be submerged in the supernatural, filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But first, we must become born again. The Holy Spirit must enter a clean vessel. And the way we become clean and free from sin is to receive Jesus in our heart as our personal Savior. You don't need to carry the burden of sin around. You don't need to condemn yourself or make yourself better or clean yourself up to come to God. Oh, beloved, right now your Heavenly Father he wants to give you the grace to receive his power, to receive his anointing, to receive Jesus as your best friend and as the one who is going to cleanse you from sin, savior of your soul. Receive him now and you can do that by saying this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me clean from sin. I acknowledge I am a lost sinner, and without you, I'm nothing. Come into my heart, wash me clean, give me the power of God. Let your precious blood transform me and make me a new creature in Christ Jesus. I receive you now, I receive the grace to become a new creation in Christ. If you have prayed that prayer, 
you have become born again. And now for everyone who has become born again, but you have not yet received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, raise those hands right now and just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, I want you to baptize me right now. I want to be submerged in the supernatural. I want the spirit of prophecy to dwell upon me. That means I want to dream dreams. I want to see visions. I want to hear God's voice. I want to be led by the spirit. For as many as are led by the spirit, they shall be called the sons of God. Receive now the baptism in the Holy Spirit on your life. Father, I pray right now, every person viewing, no matter where they are viewing around the world, Norway, Sweden, England, South Africa, wherever they are viewing right now, the United States, anywhere in the UK, Ireland, Father, I pray the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon your people and that you would baptize us, Lord God, in Africa. Lord, as we raise our hands and receive that anointing of the Holy Spirit, give us power over sin. God is showing me a vision of someone who's being delivered of evil spirits right now. God is showing me that through the word on this program, the Bible says he sent forth his word and he healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. God is also showing me someone in the land, in the continent of Africa is being delivered right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive it now in Jesus' mighty name as the power of the Holy Spirit comes over your life. Receive the revelation of God's word coming to you and receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Receive it now. Someone else is being delivered of the inability to fall asleep at night. Heavy anxiety that is all over you. I want you to understand this very moment the Holy Spirit is touching you with peace, with shalom, with the anointing, and you are going to have rest. There's someone else that you are in uh, the Middle East and that God right now is transforming you through the word, just through the peace of God, through the shalom that you are feeling this very moment and the anxiety is leaving. You are going to go forward in your job with total peace and all of the stress and anxiety that you have been under is gone in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today, beloved. We count it such a privilege that you have joined us today on the Prophetic Word Telecast. To know more about our ministry, you can go to our website. Or for those of you that want to hear teaching on a regular basis, you can go to mydayofdestiny.com and hear all of our podcasts from Southern California where we launch our podcasts, but that are viewed, that are listened to across the United States on several social media platforms. Also, we invite you to our Facebook um, at Dr. Michelle Corral. And you can also join us on Instagram. We love you. God bless you. And for those of you that want to help the poorest of the poor around the world and bring the gospel, our announcer will tell you how you can become a Hesed member of sharing God's love around the world with orphans and with those who have not enough to eat. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com. 
where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.